I would encourage anybody, you know, to not jump off the bridge because everybody else is doing it, right? Mm. Be be your own person. Uh, that that's the New Yorker in me too. You know, right. New, New Yorkers are so resolute and being their own, their own selves, right? Hi, I'm Eric Weir, and welcome to my show, Stuttering Your Way to Success. Today, we're going to talk with Robert Donovan. Robert, I've known about three years. Truly interesting guy. I've really enjoyed getting to know him. He's in everything from guarded presidents. He's guarded Colin Powell. He has he's, he's, he's worked at embassies. He's founded companies. And he's a visionary, too. And he has an idea for our hometown, Greenville, on how to change it and make it a better place for all of us to live. So, so Robert, so let me start with what brought you from California to Greenville, South Carolina, and t- tell me about that experience. Well, I'd have to say that uh, I have my wonderful wife, and um, she's from LA, and uh, you know, it was the middle of COVID, and mm-hmm. and my companies were here, and it just made sense to uh, consolidate. I I once heard somebody say that in COVID, what happened is. Bonds strengthened that were already strong and bonds that were loose broke, right? right? right, So I think that my bonds in California probably weren't as strong as they were here in Greenville. Great, 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 great. Now, what I'd like to talk a little bit about about your military experience and what you did there. So what was it like working at an embassy, guarding an embassy and and seeing all the people you'd interact with? And what, what was that like? Well, I have to say, uh, my job was a little bit mundane on the day to day, and I would pretty much see everybody coming in and out of the consul office, which mm-hmm. was the people who wanted a visa to mm-hmm. our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when you would see the normal embassy guard in the uniform. Uh, where it got exciting is when there was a congressional delegation or a mm-hmm. presidential mm-hmm. delegation going a country or two over. Um, and then they would recruit people like me to go and secure the hotel mm-hmm. and be there before and after. Um, and that's when things were exciting. So, How did your life change with September 11th? And, and what were you doing and who, who were you assigned to? So I was assigned to Colin Paul in Lima, Peru on mm. September 11th. And uh, it's funny because if you check out any of my social media, there's a picture of me standing there with him about 15 minutes before the, the towers fell. And then, and, then the fe- and then they fell and protocol kicked in. And the mm. protocol was, is we had to get him in the air. So mm. he, we were actually putting him in a, mer- a motorcade to go to the morning meetings that day. And all that went out the window and we were getting him straight to the airport. Jets were inbound. I mean, he was going in the air. We were trying to get him back into our airspace. It was, it was crazy. Wow. That's, that's, that sounds really intense. (laughs) So what key lessons did you learn in the military that have been components of your success in business? Well, I would say that first off, (laughs) the military is very regimented and disciplined, right? Um, I had a very strong uh, male figure in my life when I grew up. And I would say that going into the military, 
that regimentation uh, was just amplified and mm -hmm. and doing what I had to do, even if I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a saying when we were out there uh, in the middle of the rain and, mm -hmm. it, and it was cold rain or snow and we're sitting there in a foxhole or whatever, you know, in the Marines, there's a saying, you know, I love how much it sucks here. <laughs> I wish it would suck more, you know, but that was really kind of counterintuitive motivation to say, it's not that bad. It could be worse. Right, 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 right. right. Well, <laughs> so that mental fortitude to keep doing it, even if, you know, your toes are cold, everything's cold, the food isn't hot, nothing's going good. I mean, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a do or die kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And, and those that, and, and that's just training. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just training, let alone a combat situation. So yeah. in those moments, you know, that's when we realize, you know, who are you going to rely on sure. when the bullets are coming down range. Right, right, so. right. If you're facing bullets and stuff like that, I mean, <laughs> running a business is, 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 is benign, I would imagine. So, so I mean, you're obviously, you're very excited. You're passionate about life. Uh, tell me about some of the businesses you either own now or you're starting. What are you up to? So we have marketing technology businesses. So all of these uh, marketing systems that supply ads to everybody, the ones that creep you out, the ones that you know you click on 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 Instagram, they all have these backend kind of tools called APIs. So I can get I can build a piece of software and I can get all the ads generated within our system, and then I can push them out to Google and to Meta and to Bing and to TikTok and all these different places. And then I can throttle the client's budget to give them maximum ROI. And that's pretty much most of my day is we're dealing with that. We're, we're pushing traffic to people's websites, either organically or on the paid side. We maintain people's websites. And, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun because there's always something new. There's always something fun and exciting. Right, right. Um, and, and I like doing creative things and sure. creative creativity in the olden days in, in advertising, it was print, radio, TV, direct mail. Now it's multidimensional. You have to understand what JavaScript is and how JavaScript functions and, you know, what you can do with cascading style sheets, CSS and mm. HTML and all mm. of these different things and meld all that together and, and put the client's campaigns together. And that's, that's fun. Well, how, how has emotional intelligence, I mean, how, how has that played into to your development uh, uh, personally and professionally? I am, I am like a lifelong student of emotional intelligence. Hmm. I, uh, I am not good at it by any means. I have gotten better over the years. I would say it's my biggest area of opportunity. Um, I'm super vulnerable there. I'm, I'm, I'm humble. Uh, I read all the books I can on it. I listen to the podcasts on it. I, you know, I think that, um, this comes down to a question for me that, that I wish I could figure out, but, you know, did I come out of the shoot this way? Was it environmental? I don't know. You know, I think that as we get older, you know, maybe we're not as, um, I guess, uh, aggressive or, mm -hmm. uh, or, or in your face, if you will. But, um, this is, you know, I, I came up for, out of nothing and, mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I felt like for a lot of years, you know, it was like, well, I got to protect, you know, whatever I got because that person's going to take it away from me or, or mm -hmm. whatever. And, or I got to protect my employees. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't consider myself to have a car payment. I, you know, I have 70 car payments or, right, you know, or right. mortgage payments mm -hmm. or whatever. So I, I, I take that super personal. Mm -hmm. And if anyone wants to threaten that, then, you know, I have to, uh, I have to subdue the Marine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So, so you're in a business. I mean, you, your business, obviously you, you, you employ a large number of people. How did you get from where you are? I mean, you leave the Marine Corps. Everyone wants to know how, how to get started. How did you, was it a dream? What inspired you? Uh, what took you from there to where you are today? That's, that's a great question. So having been in the embassy environment, again, I was an enlisted Marine. I wasn't an officer. Mm -hmm. I completed two years. I got an associate's degree mm -hmm. while I was, while I was doing my embassy duty. And then I, I got out of Quantico and had in-state in tuition at George Mason University. Mm -hmm. I got a job working for uh, Ronald Reagan's old ad agency, mm -hmm. uh, uh, ran by Richard mm -hmm. Vigory. Um, he allowed me to do my college classes. And sometimes I, I wouldn't even get to the office until two, but I'd work until midnight. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, so he allowed me to get my college degree. Um, and then uh, I decided to take a job at a broadcast agency uh, down in Miami. So mm -hmm. I learned, you know, more of the radio and TV side of things. And, uh, and so, you know, I really, my original plan was to go to college and work for this amazing agency um, called USAID, which mm -hmm. is the United States mm -hmm. Aid for International Development. So I got the opportunity to work with pretty much, you know, think of the embassy as the hub of all government agencies. So, you know, you got you know, the diplomats, you got the DEA, you know, FBI, you know, CIA, you know, all these different agencies that work within the, the, mm -hmm. the agency, the happiest people that, that I interacted with were these people doing the USAID projects. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is where we go into a country and everything they do is amazing. It's like, we're going to build a sustainable water system or we're going to build this, you know, road system or whatever. And it's, there's nothing bad about anything that they do. So I really wanted to go down that road, right. um, you know, getting into the advertising gig. Yeah. It was, it was a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a Marine, you know, they, they had this Christmas tree kind of performance evaluation model. I was always at the top of the Christmas tree. There right. could only be one Marine, you know? Right. So it's like, oh, and I could, you know, I could do this. I, you know, I could run a marathon. I, get, I, I did all these things that were easy, you know, and they, you know, these are hard things, but they were easy for me. Advertising didn't come easy to me. Right. So I saw it as a challenge. So mm, okay. I was, I almost was like, <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta crack this right. code. <laughs> so there's no, I, I, one of the things of the people I've talked to that one of the commonality is they've experienced a lot of success in their life. But usually the more successful they have, they've oftentimes had a setback, sometimes a significant setback. So, so to the extent you're comfortable, is there a setback you could share with our listeners? And, and maybe it was a setback. And what did you learn from that? And how does that motivate you today? Well, absolutely 110%. My, uh, you know, I, I ended up uh, getting separated in 2014, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a, you know it was an arduous divorce, and um, so there was there was a dark age. You know, I pushed really hard when I 
when I went out on my own after after leaving Miami and coming to Greenville and starting mm -hmm. my own gig. Um, <clears throat> and we were growing at 300% a year, wow. um, which was crazy. Like, right, right. And, and those numbers, you know, I was, I can't, I was putting those numbers up on the board, you know, I was hundred nights in a hotel room, you know, whatever, 150, 200,000 miles on the airplane. And, and I, I, I lost sight of what was important and, mm -hmm. um, you know, and how, how that's ha played out with my life now is, is I, I probably aren't, I'm not doing a hundred nights right now. I'm, right, I'm not, right. I'm not doing 200,000 miles. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm remarried. I'm happy. I'm under, I understand what's important. And, uh, you know, um, and so that, that's definitely, you know, definitely one of those things. Great. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, uh, and I know as I've gotten to know you and I'll, I'll call and talk to you where, where I rode my bike, you know, some crazy distance, like 50 miles or <laughs> I'm in some race in another state and, and I see you and you're like, you're scabbed up on one side. Or <laughs> I had a fall. So, so you like extreme sports, right? So, so, so tell me, how do you balance your life today? You were saying with, with the sports, your, your family, your business, and it seems like you live with a lot of energy. So, so walk well, me through that. What's yeah. your routine look like? Yeah, well, this year, this year I picked one. Um, it was motocross. Uh, I raced motocross as a child, and uh, I kind of dabbled with mm -hmm. uh, racing um, enduro races mm -hmm. over the past couple of years, and uh, which are a lot, uh, a lot tamer. Um, you know, there's no big jumps or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So this is full on motocross, big jumps, all that stuff, and. I had this goal of reaching the amateur national championships. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I came up with an agreement with my wife and, and we said, okay, I want to go after this goal. It's going to take these many hours a week. Mm -hmm. We agreed on that before. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that was it. I wasn't going to do more than that. And if I hit my goal, I would hit it. If I didn't, I didn't. Um, I made it through the area qualifier and then, at the regional qualifier, I got knocked out, mm -hmm. um, but that was okay. I I uh, I felt like I gave it all I had. Um, I stayed within the boundaries. Mm -hmm. I I protected my relationship with my family, mm -hmm. and I was okay with the result at the end of the day. That's great. That's great. So if you if you could go back in time and meet <laughs> your twenty year old self or your eighteen year old self, what would you what would you say? Oh, that's easy. I, I'd, I'd read more history. You know, really? okay. I'd, I'd read more history. I mean, all of the mistakes that I have made, somebody's made before. Okay. Um, I've, I've, I've made a ton of them. I always find the right way, but I feel it's, it's a cliche. You know, if you don't learn the lessons of history, you're bound to repeat them. And we've all heard it, but I would just read more history. What are you learning today? Right now? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm learning a lot about artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm learning a lot about placemaking, which, you know, doing some of that with you too. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, you know, right now my current read is on Edison. Um, I actually got a great, right. uh, buddy gave me a great book on Edison and, um, reading that. So if you'd recommend to our listeners, maybe two or three or four books that you are, are go-to books for you, if you're starting out, you want to build a business, you, you want to live a, a, an informed life, what would you recommend them, them to read? Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, 
110%, you know, Victor Frankl, you know, mm-hmm. man's search for meaning. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, who, who's not going to read that? Mm-hmm. Um, whether you like motorcycles or not, uh, you know, the art of motorcycle maintenance, it's more of like a book on life. Um, Interesting. That's that's a great read. A couple other seminal reads, like mm-hmm. things that one thing I probably the book I've read more than anything. And I've, I bet you, I, well, I know because I listened to it, uh, you know, it, and it's a quick listen, um, is the art of war Sun Tzu. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've read that over a hundred times for sure. That those would be my top three right there. Um, wow, those are, those are powerful books. Really, really powerful. <laughs> I have three motorcycles and I've never crossed <laughs> my mind to read the art of maintenance of the that. art but of motorcycle. Yeah. It's a great yeah, read. Yeah, and it's not, read. I mean, yeah. yeah, the motor, the, the book, the book itself, you know, if you like motorcycles even better, but if you don't, it's an awesome read. It really Interesting. is. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, good, 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 good. So, so when I first met you, I met you through our mayor, Knox White, mayor of, mayor of Greenville, right. South Carolina. I came to a meeting and there were a lot of people in a room. <laughs> there was a guy who I hadn't really met who was talking about vision for a changing of Greenville, right? <laughs> so what is all that about? How did that come about? And, and you know, where are you in that? Well, uh, when we came back from California, uh, now I told you my, my wife is from LA, mm-hmm. right? So she's... She's never really lived anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she loved Greenville. I mean, she loved really? downtown. Wow. She thought it was, you know, she's like, oh, it's so cute. It's great. Nah, nah, nah. And and then I think that she had a problem coming into the downtown area. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, there's you, you come in off mm-hmm. of the freeway. Mm-hmm. And first off, there's this, you know, ugly sign that says freeway ends and and then that's right next to the law enforcement center and the prison and then there's the bail bonds and then there's another bail bonds and then you know then there's people taking kamikaze left-hand turns into the historic district and and there's a there's a wreck there every week i'm like they're like this is madness Mm -hmm. um so so i called the mayor and i said please come over. I, you know, I want you to meet my wife and, and I, you know, she has some ideas and right, right. so then we met with, you know, all the people and I, here I am proposing crazy skyscrapers and all right, this right, stuff right, and right, everything. Right. But, uh, ultimately it was, we engaged with this fantastic urban design firm who you have used as well, right. the Serbia and these, this company builds cities, reimagined cities and, and we just went on this journey, almost mm-hmm. a 20 month journey mm-hmm. of reimagining, you know, like, let's just put the cherry on top of the cake. I right, mean, come right, on, right, this is right. a beautiful town. Um, so now we have a vivid vision, we have a plan, mm-hmm. and now it's up to the city planners to take our code recommendations, implement those code recommendations, and let the developers do their thing. Wow. that's. That's a lot of change. Well, thank you. I've, I've, I've <laughs> developed a few things along the way, so I yeah. really, really appreciate the work that goes into all that. Um, when you're in the military, and in, in, in the book that, that I wrote, Who's Eating Your Pie, we talk about leadership. We talk about mentorship. We talk of things like that. How do you give back? How would you mentor somebody else or lead your 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 team? Because you're in the military, there's a very you know direct you know, a, a set of rules of engagement of leadership, and there's a lot of respect in there. It's less so in, in the private sector. So so tell me about that. 
you know, it's, it's like anything, you know, it's like the person has to want it first mm -hmm. off. Right. So I'm, I'm down to mentor anybody. Uh, what I like to do is I like to find that talent, right? Mm -hmm. I like to find the guy or gal at Home Depot, mm -hmm. right? Or or the person that mm -hmm. is just not, they can be so much more than mm -hmm. what they are right there mm -hmm. and take that person and frankly, you know, help them be, you know, what I, what I know they can be. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's the feel good moment. And I'm high teens right now you know, over the last 15 years at the marketing technology company, mm -hmm. you know, I have, I, I think last I counted, it's like 17, 18 people, you know, making over two, 300 grand, mm -hmm. you know, at some other company, you know, these are people that, that didn't have a career path. I gave them a career path. I, it brings me such joy. It's great. Yeah. I, you know, multiple people <clears throat> that have, uh, you know, formed marriages mm -hmm. in our, in our mm -hmm. company. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is the thing, man. This mm -hmm. is, I, I love that stuff. You know, what do you think is your, is your key to success? I mean, what, I mean, what, what defines you, what drives you, what are the keys that you think that, that, that make you different? That's, that's a great question. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, I think you can probably catch on to my tenacity, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm going to grab onto it and not let go until I get it. Um, that's, and, and, and if I fail, I'm going to fail forward. I'm mm -hmm. going to learn from that failure mm -hmm. and I'm going to try again mm -hmm. and I'm going to try again. And, mm -hmm. and, and until I, you know, until it's not feasible anymore or, or I get it. Um, right. so I would say, you know, it's as, it's as simple as that. Um, I'm a lifelong learner. I, right. I, I right. think that anybody today, you know, if you look at the ultra rich, mm -hmm. okay. It, you know, you can get at some point, you can only get so much stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like right, right, right. who cares about stuff? Right, you know, who right. cares about the, you know, the stuff like the ultra rich today spend most of their money on education. Right. right, right. So, I mean, like, you know, I, I'm never going to stop learning and I'm never going to stop using what I learn to help other people because if I can help other people, then that comes back to me. And even, even though I don't, it, it's not like I'm doing it. So it comes back to me, mm -hmm. I'm doing it to help them. Sure. But you know, that's just the, you know, that's just the way it works. If you were, let's say you're 20 years old or you're out of school, you're 22 years old and you wanted to get, get started and you didn't know what to do. You hear this all the time. I don't know what I want to do. And there, maybe I've got an idea and we talk about mentorship sometimes. How would you find a mentor? What would you do if you were if you were boots on the ground, you, you had you wanted to, to, to start a new a, a, a new business or go after a new career, what would you do? Well, and assuming you're young, you're younger, you're looking for uh, a mentor. How, how, how would you find that person? I can I can tell you that a lot of my success again. I grew up blue collar, right? Mm -hmm. My dad and mom they they gave me a lot of love, mm -hmm. right? Um, which was great. Okay. Um, I thought I was going to be a, a, a professional motocrosser in high school, you mm -hmm. know, that, that obviously didn't work out, right. but what I always did, all right, on the paper route, you know, whether, whether it was one of my odd jobs or whatever, I took the time to spend time talking and listening to the elderly. Okay. Mm -hmm. For me, I love my relationships 
with people older than me. The wisdom that I glean from right, them, right, right, right. their life experiences, I can talk for hours with anybody mm. that is older than me, okay? I can find common ground. I can pull threads, okay, out of that that are going to help me. But really, like, I'm just enjoying the conversation with these people. Sure, sure. And then you talk to enough of them, you're going to, you're going to, gel with somebody mm -hmm. and that's your person. Right, right. That's your person. Who are your heroes today? I mean, I, I have to say like, um, I, I really wanted Colin Powell to be president. Um, and you know, his book, if you haven't read it, I mean, I think he's, he was one of the, you know, one of the good ones, you mm -hmm. know, um, Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we're talking about seminal people here. You exactly. know, we're talking yeah. about real, yeah. you know, like, right, what the Greeks or the Romans said, you know, it's, you can't judge, you know, a man or a woman if, you know, to be great until 100 years later, right? Right, right, right. So, like, right. like we have to look at that, right? Uh, you know, it's too short-sighted to, to say, oh, well, this person was great or they were, you know, they they have to stand the test of time. And, and so for me, like I, I'm, I'm a little more patient with who I actually put that label on. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what do you think today is your, is, 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 is burning in your heart is like you want to accomplish going forward. It doesn't have to be <laughs> business. It could be anything, but is there something that you're looking out? You when I talked to you earlier, you're like, I have one, three, five year goals for, for, for my business. I mean, do you do that in other areas of your life or mainly business or what, what, where do you want to see yourself go? That's a great question. I mean, uh, if you ask my wife, she's like, I want to do everything else except for work. I put the, the businesses on, on the, on the path forward, you know, create the five-year plans and, and plug people in, um, to do them. But, uh, I think, uh, I, I feel this, this overarching, you know, civic responsibility. Hmm. Um, I feel like there's uh, a need for us to bolster our military. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like there's uh, a need for us to unite mm -hmm. as a country. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like all of that is, is something that I don't feel like there's a lot or any public discourse about. Mm -hmm. And so when you have countries uh, from the East that have 100-year plans, 500-year plans, okay, that completely involve, you know, taking out the West and, right. ma and making right. them, right. you know, the, the way forward, that's frightening to me because what, what does, you know, generations 20 years, like, right. so... Who cares? You know, we you have to be looking at the long ball, right? And nobody's right. looking at the long ball, right? 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 <laughs> at right. least, at least, if you can find somebody, tell me because I want I want to hang out with them. That's true. That's true. <laughs> now, where did you get your view to to look? It was if your your family of origin, or you know, what made you begin to look beyond just the next quarter to like you know five years, ten years, a hundred years? Is is it the books you've read or? What's shaping you to, to give you that perspective? Because it's not a common perspective. I think it's an important perspective, but it's not a common one. Yeah, I, I think I have, listen, I, I mean, I don't know how many countries there are right now, but, you know, what is there, 180? So I've been to about half of them. Okay. Okay. Like, I, I think that there's not a lot of people that have 
that world experience. That's right. Right. Okay. I, I, you know, I've held babies that have been born because the woman was raped and they already have AIDS. Oh, I mean, I've been to the worst of the worst. Okay. I have seen the, the destruction that can happen when you, you know, I mean, when you leverage a company, a, a country and, 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 and your whole goal is to get them to default on your debt. I mean, right, right. I mean, come on, man. And, right. and then you're going to take their natural resources. Right. I mean, so like I've seen all this stuff firsthand. Uh, so is that what you want? Like, is, is that, the, is that a good thing <laughs> mm-hmm. for anybody? No way. Yes. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Like, That's right. And I, again, I'm, I, this isn't like a political thing. This is just like, you know, it, the right thing. <laughs> right. It's so true. It's so true. Well, I, I, I can tell you're a thinker and you, you plan. I was at, at 12 years old. I had a guy ask me a question and it was kind of spooky really, but he said, uh, imagine, uh, Eric, what would you want written on your epitaph? You know, how would you want to be remembered? And he was talking about living your life with that in mind. So what would you want (laughs) written on your epitaph? Or how do you want to be remembered? Well, we'll see if that happens anyway, (laughs) because, you know, I'm a skydiver. So, you know, us skydivers, we do the crematorium and we get released over the ocean. So we're everywhere. But but if it is a gravestone, (laughs) I would say that, you know, I would hope that they would put, you know, here lies an honorable man. And, and that's how I, I like to live my life. When you make a decision, is this an honorable decision or not honorable decision? And that, and, and I think that, you know, again, it goes back to that road less traveled, you know, mm-hmm. if you can, if you can take that high line, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and be the best version of yourself at every time, uh, then, you know, then I, I would love to be remembered as an honorable man. Oh, that's great. Well, if if you, if you lead with honor, I know you hire people. You you want to have that that characteristic. What do you look in people who you would even entertain mentoring, or entertain hiring? Is there a characteristic that stands out on uh, of, of somebody you speak with and say, "I want to be friends with that person," or "I'd like to uh, hire that person"? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, integrity, loyalty you know, mission driven, you know, these are some of our core values in our organization. So we, we hire and fire based off of those core values. Uh, obviously we, we, we do assessment tests and all that stuff too, and, and everything, but, you know, is is this person, you know, a good person, are they going to do the right thing? You know, it takes a long time to fill a seat in, in my company, Mm -hmm. you know, so if I were going to take the time to fill you know, and train that person up, you know, we want them to be the right person. Uh, even in, even, you know, even in the, in, in the pandemic for us, it was always still, you know, higher, slow, fire, quick. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's, you know, that's kind of the, the mantra to live by. Uh, and it served us well. In talking to you earlier, we're talking about your management style and then you tend to inspire people. What does that mean to you? How do you, how do you pass that on? And, you know, how does that impact the morale at your company, you believe, and the performance of your employees? Well, I mean, listen, I can get everybody pumped up at a quarterly town hall meeting. Um, I can, I can create product that can make their lives easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can, 
make sure that we all share in the spoils mm. with uh, profit sharing and bonuses and things like this. Mm. Um, and uh, everything but the day-to-day administration <laughs> mm-hmm. is, uh, is good for me. Uh, listen, you know, am I the shining example of a leader? Um, I would like to be, but I don't think I am. Uh, I think that I can always get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there's, there's something to be said about being genuine. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope mm-hmm. that everybody who's watching this or listening to this, mm-hmm. you know, this comes across as super genuine because mm-hmm. because I'm WYSIWYG here. What you see right. is what you get. Right, and, right, right. And, and I think that that goes a long way. So uh, I'm sure the people who, who are listening to us today, there's, there are going to be people who are depressed, people who are struggling, people who are looking for answers, people who uh, are concerned about a recession. Whatever's going on, there's always fear and anxiety in people. What what words of wisdom would you have to somebody? Like, how do you get perspective and how do you begin to take positive change in your life? Well, that's easy. I You, you got to... You gotta step out of your own skin, and you gotta and you gotta break whatever cycle is in your life. So when I mean step out of your own skin, like step away and look at yourself as you are another person, okay? And understand why why I'm in the situation that I'm in. What are the things that I keep doing? What can I what can I do differently? Mm-hmm. How can I break this cycle? You gotta, cause it is, it, whatever, whatever you're in, you've done it before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you don't change, you're going to do it again. Mm. Right. So I always use the example of, uh, the, you know, it's the employee or the friend who comes to me and they just broke up with their, you know, their significant other. And, and I'm like, well, how did that go? And then they tell me and I'm like, well, so is that what you want again? And they're like, well, absolutely not. I don't want that again. Well, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so, so if, you don't, if you don't tap self-help, if mm-hmm. you don't read the book, get the counseling, change your behavior, all you're going to do is attract the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're in debt and, you're, and, and you don't see an in sight, because all you do is constantly try to get out of debt, then how's that working for you? Right. It's not right. working good. Right? Right, right, so, right, right. So how are you going to change that and break that cycle? If you keep attracting the person that is not the person of your dreams, then that's on you because you're attracting that person with whatever you're doing, saying, uh, anything. Mm. So, mm. so I would say that it's, uh, you know, there's a there's a, a sociologist, um, uh, believe it's Irv, Irvine Goffman. Um, you know, has this concept of looking glass self, mm-hmm. and uh, and and so look that up, and that can kind of frame up, if you will. Um, I might be misquoting him, but I'm pretty sure it might be him uh, who did that. So this will be like one of our last questions. But how do you you, you said? You know, look at yourself, look at your cycles. And I would imagine, you know, you, there's cycles that are good. Cycles that, hey, I like this cycle. This is working for me. I want to keep doing this. This cycle I don't like. What Do you have a methodology or a cycle? Like, How often do you evaluate your, your individual performance 
are your individual results you know, in other areas of your life. In the book, we talk about faith, family, fitness, finance, friends, because it's so everything affects everything else. And usually when I talk to people, the area they ignore consumes them later because it right. takes all their time. Right. So what do you do to stay on top of that? Here's okay. Well, here's the fourth book, right? The book mm. of habit, right? Mm. So I mean, like, yeah, okay. I'm wearing this this aura ring. I guess I'm plugging that thing. Um, I was a, I was an early adopter of this thing. You mm. know, I, it's my third one. I mean, the first thing I do after I take my vitamins in the morning, which my vitamins are right next to where I put plug in my cell phone is I open the Aura app and I look at my sleep data, mm -hmm. right? Is I've, I've, so I've, I've stacked it up and I've created that habit, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and so I've created habitual goodness, right? Mm -hmm. My financial statements for the companies need to be done by the fifth working day. My accountants know that I've created that, you know, they, mm -hmm. they, that's just it. Like there's nothing else. There's nothing that stops that, right? That, that's it. So I've created those habits and those, and those, and those good cycles, mm -hmm. if you will, uh, to effectuate my life in a positive way. Robert, we're, we're talking earlier and as much success as you've experienced, you also have a, a you know, a curiosity about you, uh, maybe even a, a humility, a desire to learn. And one of the things you said that was kind of impactful is you said, you know, I was kind of an odd duck. You know, yeah. what does that what does that mean? And 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 how did that really help and uh, you and, and influence you and into who you are today? Yeah, I I mean, I uh, I was I was very determined to not live a blue collar life um, to break the mold, if you will. Uh, I think there's a lot of social development that happens. Uh, when you're in your tween and teen years. And, uh, I chose to get a paper out and not, not do things and miss out on all the social activities and be that kid who doesn't necessarily fit in a hundred percent. Right. And, and I think that that awkwardness, uh, you know, and has served me well in life, um, later on, but, you know, I, I really didn't feel like I belonged per se, mm. uh, you know, with the cool kids or this and that, even though, you know, I, I, from time to time I would have my social interactions, but you know, like when you talk about, you know, a team sport, which I did play, but you know, versus, you know, riding the BMX bike or the, or the skateboard, like I was the BMX, you know, kid or, or skateboarder. And, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, I've never been tested, but gosh, I could be on the spectrum. Who knows? Mm. You know, and but I think there's a lot to be said about taking that road less traveled. You know, that kid who's sitting at the lunch table by himself that everybody's laughing at. Okay. You you mark my words. That's the kid. That's the kid. 10-year reunion, 20-year reunion. He's gonna come back and he's he's gonna be the guy with the big the big paycheck, the big company, you know, who's, who's really excelled in life, done, done well, and, and has everything that he wants, um, or she wants, like it's, uh, you know, it's, I would encourage anybody, you know, to not jump off the bridge because everybody else is doing it. Right. Mm. Be, be your own person. Uh, that, that's the New Yorker in me too, you know, right. New, New Yorkers are so resolute and being their own, their own selves. Right. Uh, and, and not letting anybody, 
you know, influence or waver them. And, and, you know, I would encourage anybody that, that wants to experience what they, what they want in life, which I hope is the top of Maslow's hierarchy and needs to, to experience self-actualization, right, right? right? Be the odd duck. Yeah. The odd duck is powerful. And, and, you know, this show is called studying your way to success you know, with me, Eric Weir. And I was in a car wreck at age five and lost the ability to speak. Uh, without a massive stutter. It took me two days to say my name to my teacher. And then my family moved around every six or eight months. So I went to a new school and was just bullied and hazed, I mean, terribly yeah. all the way through. And it didn't it didn't end for me until uh, really my 30s. And I would be a greeter at church or wherever. And I'd try and shake somebody's hand and they're, they're uncomfortable for you. Yeah. So when you're like, my, 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 they, they, they'd look away from you yeah. because they don't want to add the pressure. And then one day... And I appreciate what you're saying about, you know, be, embracing who you are and your individuality. What caused me to get over the stutter was thanking God for who I was. Yeah. And said, so thank you for making the way I am, the, the difficulties I, I have to deal with. And it didn't stop the next day, but two or three years, it substantially it went away. So the boy in the paper route. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling or you feel like you're you're on a, you're a, a duck, you're out, you're being picked on, you're being bullied, hang in there. There's hope, and hoping listening to this show, you'll you'll see that you too can have a very successful life. Be focused, and the pain in life, uh, oftentimes, is what drives you to higher heights than you can ever imagine, and makes you a kinder, gentler, more approachable person along the way. How did you being uh, being treated like an odd duck make you more approachable? Do you feel like it made you more approachable, more more curious to learn, and more appreciative of others? How how did it impact you? Other than success, you're seeing. How did it soften you around the edges or did it? You know, I think, I think the, it inflamed my, my determination, um, especially, uh, you know, seeing, I think, not having anything. I, um, I, you know, one thing that made me a, a, an odd duck was, you know, at one point, uh, everybody got polo shirts, right? Mm. And, and so you, you had to have the little... The, the polo shirt with the, the guy on the horse, you know, playing polo and all that stuff. Well, I got hand-me-downs from a cousin. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I had to save up my own money, you know, hitch a ride to the mall with a friend's mom and buy my own polo shirt, you know? Wow. So, so like, these were the things that, you know, that I did to, try to normalize myself, you know, to fit in and be in. And it made me, it made me who I am today. I'm, I, I feel so strong and powerful because of it. I wouldn't change it for the world. So if, if you have a heartbeat, you're special, you matter. God puts you on this, on this planet for a reason. And, 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 and don't stop searching until you find out what that reason is for you, not for anybody else. Why were you put on the earth? <sighs> That's a great question. I, I truly believe that I, listen, I mean, if it, I'm sure it came out. I'm, I'm a bit of a lightning rod. Uh, I think that I am a catalyst for change, uh, i.e. the Greenville Gateway Project. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that I can be a catalyst of change on many different levels. I think that with people like you and me, I think we can change this country. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Great. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's been yeah. fantastic having this. I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> I get inspired just sitting here and thinking I can charge through a wall. Let's so that's do great. It. That's great. <laughs> great. Well, th thank you so much. Thank great you. having you on. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you are learning and seeing that you can be an odd duck. You can be an out outsider. You can start from absolutely nothing and go faster and further than you ever imagined. We talk about overcoming our limiting thoughts, our people, what they think about us, our self-perceptions, others' perceptions, and how you can build systems that have been proven to work over and over again to improve your life. Thank you for listening today. P please subscribe and, and tell your friends about the show. And Robert, wonderful having you on today on Stuttering Your Way to Success.